Chapter 9 Think Differently Genius is the ability to put into effect what is in your mind. There's no other definition of it. F. Scott Fitzgerald Steve Jobs was famous for what observers called his reality distortion field. Part motivational tactic, part sheer drive and ambition, this field made him notoriously dismissive of phrases such as it can't be done or we need more time. Having learned early in life that reality was falsely hemmed in by rules and compromises that people had been taught as children, Jobs had a much more regressive idea of what was or wasn't possible. To him, when you factored in vision and work ethic, much of life was malleable. For instance, in the design stages for a new mouse for an early Apple product, Jobs had high expectations. He wanted it to move fluidly in any direction, a new development for any mouse at that time, but a lead engineer was told by one of his designers that this would be commercially impossible. What Jobs wanted wasn't realistic and wouldn't work. The next day, the lead engineer arrived at work to find that Steve Jobs had fired the employee who'd said that. When the replacement came in, his first words were, I can build the mouse. This was Jobs's view of reality at work. Malleable, adamant, self-confident. Not in the delusional sense, but for the purposes of accomplishing something. He knew that to aim low meant to accept mediocre accomplishment. But a high aim could, if things went right, create something extraordinary. He was Napoleon shouting to his soldiers, there shall be no Alps. For most of us, such confidence does not come easy. It's understandable. So many people in our lives have preached the need to be realistic or conservative or worse, to not rock the boat. This is an enormous disadvantage when it comes to trying big things. Because though our doubts, and self-doubts, feel real, they have very little bearing on what is and isn't possible. Our perceptions determine, to an incredibly large degree, what we are and are not capable of. In many ways, they determine reality itself. When we believe in the obstacle more than in the goal, which will inevitably triumph. For instance, think of artists. It's their unique vision and voice that push the definition of art forward. What was possible for an artist before Caravaggio and after he stunned us with his dark masterpieces were two very different things. Plug in any other thinker or writer or painter in their own time, and the same applies. This is why we shouldn't listen too closely to what other people say, or to what the voice in our head says, either. We'll find ourselves erring on the side of accomplishing nothing. Be open. Question. Though of course we don't control reality, our perceptions do influence it. One week before the first Macintosh computer was supposed to ship, the engineers told Jobs they couldn't make the deadline. On a hastily assembled conference call, the engineers explained that they needed just two additional weeks' work before it was ready. Jobs responded calmly, explaining to the engineers that if they could make it in two weeks, they could surely make it one there was no real difference in such a short period of time. And, more important, since they'd come this far and done so much good work, there was no way they would not ship on January 16th, the original ship date. The engineers rallied and made their deadline. His insistence pushed them, once again, past what they ever thought possible. Now, how do you and I usually deal with an impossible deadline handed down from someone above us? We complain. We get angry. We question. How could they? What's the point? Who do they think I am? We look for a way out and feel sorry for ourselves. Of course, 
None of these things affect the objective reality of that deadline. Not in the way that pushing forward can. Jobs refused to tolerate people who didn't believe in their own abilities to succeed. Even if his demands were unfair, uncomfortable, or ambitious. The genius and wonder of his products, which often felt impossibly intuitive and futuristic, embodied that trait. He had pushed through what others thought were hard limitations and, as a result, he created something totally new. No one believed Apple could make the products it made. In fact, Jobs was pushed out in 1985 because the board members at that time felt that Apple's foray into consumer products was a lunatic plan. Of course, they were wrong. Jobs learned to reject the first judgments and the objections that spring out of them because those objections are almost always rooted in fear. When he ordered a special kind of glass for the first iPhone, the manufacturer was aghast at the aggressive deadline. We don't have capacity, they said. Don't be afraid, Jobs replied. You can do it. Get your mind around it. You can do it. Nearly overnight, manufacturers transformed their facilities into glass-making behemoths, and within six months they'd made enough for the whole first run of the phone. This is radically different from how we've been taught to act. Be realistic, we're told. Listen to feedback. Play well with others. Compromise. Well, what if the other party is wrong? What if conventional wisdom is too conservative? It's this all-too-common impulse to complain, defer, and then give up that holds us back. An entrepreneur is someone with faith in their ability to make something where there was nothing before. To them, the idea that no one has ever done this or that is a good thing. When given an unfair task, some rightly see it as a chance to test what they're made of, to give it all they've got, knowing full well how difficult it will be to win. They see it as an opportunity because it is often in that desperate nothing-to-lose state that we are our most creative. Our best ideas come from there, where obstacles illuminate new options.